0: Hi, I'm John Vergara. And I'm Paula Vergara. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Probability Speaking podcast, where we tap into those heartwarming, humorous, and sometimes scary stories that only family histories can inspire. We've got an exciting show today. For those of you who joined us in January for the third episode, welcome back. In this episode, in honor of Black History Month, we've invited actor and entrepreneur Kevin Rock to join us, a veteran of the esteemed Negro Ensemble Theater Company of New York, he's uh, also worked with the likes of Spike Lee, Bill Cosby, and had a recurring role on Parks and Recreation, and is even featured in The Return of Superfly, for you, Superfly Freaks. Superfly. Thank you He'll be sharing some revealing stories about his unique blended family, which includes meeting his two half-sisters who didn't know about him. Uh, for the first time as an adult, as well as navigating an often complicated relationship with his estranged biological father. Here's a sneak peek.
1: I I also told him that I was going to hire a private investigator to uh, aid me in that thing. And it was a complete bluff, but bluffing works sometimes. You're going out hiring private eyes. Yeah, so, I, 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 I think I was making like $8 an hour, so <laughs> <laughs> the, the PIs that you can get for eight an hour are really shockingly uninspiring. Yeah. Well, you know, you but- start somewhere. Here's our
0: full conversation with Kevin Rock. Kevin, before we get started with our story or your story, we'd like to uh, let our audience know a little bit more about you. So here goes. Let me know if I screw anything up. Okay. Kevin Rock is an LA based actor, native New Yorker, and married father of one. Performing aside, he has enjoyed careers in graphic design and management, working in the recording industry, banking, and consumer electronics industries. Currently, Kevin manages rental units in buildings across Los Angeles and San Diego. Kevin is also a licensed pilot who met his wife hours after an emergency landing owing to defective landing
1: gear. There's <laughs> another podcast in there somewhere. Hello, honest, Kevin. Honest, hey, how you doing? And honestly, I wouldn't uh, challenge a thing that you said, and uh, I think you kind of gave us away as friends when you referred to me as an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> you are an entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: So you and you've known John for a long time, right?
1: I think John and I have known each other for about a decade or more now. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of my social uh, connections in Los Angeles, I grew up in New York. Most of my social connections in Los Angeles come through a single guy. His name is Tyler, and uh, (laughs) we used to uh, have a game night on a regular basis. And I believe it was at one of those game nights that uh, I met John and Michael. That's right.
0: Those are some. Amazing evenings of competitive nonsense, and we had a blast doing it. So it's very much an L.A. thing, I think, game nights, although it's, it seems to have spread a little bit. But when we lived in New York, nobody did game night. You went out to bars, you got drunk, and you fell over.
1: Sure, it was tough, <laughs> but that's how we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell,
0: right, us, well, tell us how you met uh, your wife. That That seems like a crazy story.
1: Many years ago. Not many. Twenty one years ago 22 years ago mm-hmm. it was uh, 2001 august 25th uh i was performing in a play called white house dogs mm-hmm. and on the evening of the final performance i decided to take one of the other actors and uh the stage manager out for a fly to big bear lake mm-hmm. when we got it up in the air few miles away from Big Bear Lake, I'd announced my intention to land and attempted to lower the landing gear. Landing gear wouldn't come down. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, so, God. So, uh, you know, I tried it a couple of times. And, you know, they, they say in flying that when your uh, landing gear lights are uh, not lighting up, it usually indicates a problem with the light. Hmm. However, I was in a Cessna 172 RG. And if anyone knows what that means, it means that when I open the door, I can see the landing. <laughs> and, okay, it
0: see, and It wasn't
1: down. And well, not only was it not down, it also wasn't up. It had kind of torqued in a weird way and it could neither go up nor down. Wow. So I spent the better <laughs> part of the next hour flying west back to Santa Monica Airport uh, trying to you know pull G's and things like that to shake the gear down. Trying to pump down the gear by means of the emergency thing. Nothing. Wow. Got out. Got out over uh, Santa Monica. The uh, tower told me to do a low flyby so that they could uh, assess the landing gear visually from where they were. And uh, I, re- I still remember the controller looking at my my wheels and going no that's that's not good at all and i'm yeah. like great thank you very he nice the you. support and uh you know he, he he then recommended that i not land at santa monica which has one runway he suggested that i landed van nuys which has two because there's probably grass in between and i can land there there was no grass in between at van nuys there was just the long runway and the short runway uh, uh and they tried to talk me into taking the short runway so that they could still land jets. And uh, I had to think about that for a minute. And I said, you know, I don't crash a lot of airplanes and I'm not sure how much runway I'm going to need. So I think I want the wider, longer runway. So thank you. I circled for a while to allow him to land uh, some jets. And then finally I, I put it down uh, right at runway one, six, right. And as it turns out, you don't need a lot of runway, uh, but, it made me feel better to have it. Wow! Yeah. So how, how? Oh, right. So then I, I, that <laughs> night. Was, did, back, did your wait, wife wait, just wait. appear? Back at the theater <laughs> after the show. Okay. Uh, apparently one of my passengers already knew my wife. And was uh, like, well, you won't believe what happened to me. That guy playing the Marine. I was playing a Marine. Yeah. Uh, was the pilot of an airplane. And we were in a plane crash. And what I learned is that if you crash an airplane and live chicks will talk to you <laughs> damn <laughs> not only that she married you she did she did that must uh quite a story you, you carved work. up <laughs> uh it i it, it was uh, it was very kind of her and it's it's worked out very well for me anyway <laughs> I, nice. I don't i don't speak for Lindsay. it works better <laughs> when i don't <laughs> smart man <laughs> wow
0: (laughs) so so you know getting back to you know the stories that this podcast is all around um you know we talked a little bit before obviously um you have some stories that i think this audience would love to hear about um how you met your sisters
1: yes um (laughs) well i i have uh, uh two sisters on my father's side uh melanie and bonnie And I had known of Melanie and Bonnie my entire life. Uh, My father was a man named Clarence Rock. He was a uh, a newsreader on WINS radio in New York. 1010 wins. Some people now give us 22 minutes. We'll give you the world. Oh, yeah. So I had always known of them. He and I really had no relationship. Uh, He and my mother were not really a couple for any amount of time. But uh, when I was around, you know, three, four, five, six. I was always hearing about Melanie and Bonnie, my uh, from my mother, but I never met them. Never uh, uh, had any means to do so. And I remember when I asked Clarence, and it was an event when I saw Clarence. We were not, we really had no relationship at all to 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 speak of. And I told him that I wanted to meet Melanie and Bonnie. And he flatly refused to do anything about it. So Mm -hmm. I told him, you know, I'm going to uh, work this out on my own, if not for you. And if you care about them, you might want to let them know. Mm -hmm. He didn't let them know. Um, I I suppose, like everyone else, he had his reason. Mm. Having a reason doesn't mean it's a good reason. So So your
0: your parents were never married.
1: My parents were never married. My mother was 19 at the time of my birth. Um, I believe she had been an intern at that or at another radio station. And that was where he, uh, where she met my father. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I did. And honestly, I, uh, let me think about this. Well, at any rate, Melanie and Bonnie and I never met until nineteen eighty it was at uh the club called the tunnel in new york Ooh, yeah. uh, in 87 i did a movie spike Lee's second feature school days i played one mm-hmm. of the uh guys online to the fraternity and uh there was a premiere that night and an after party at the tunnel and i remember being there in my brand new tuxedo because i was 23 and didn't have any sense and Assume this is what people wore to a premiere. It was not. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I was standing there with my mother and stepfather, Herb. And uh, a guy with long blonde hair came up to me. He identified himself as Cliff. And he said, I am your sister Melanie's boyfriend. Uh, Would you like to meet her?
0: Wow. Wow.
1: What? And I and I and I. Was yes, and I've, I've gone a little out of order. I mm-hmm. realized a detail that I dropped from this was while we were shooting school days. That's okay. There was a, there was a woman in the crew. Her name was Stephanie, who said Kevin Rock. She said, "Do you have a sister named Melanie?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes, but I've never met her." And he said, "Would you like her phone number?" And so wow. I, I I called Melanie and uh, tried to connect with her. But when I called, she was a stunned to have a brother that she'd never heard of, and B mm-hmm. was ill and uh she said she didn't know
0: about you at all
1: she didn't know about me at all wow um so she was ill when I called and wanted to take a minute to substantiate the story with Clarence but in the meantime she lost my number some time passed and I thought well maybe this isn't right for her right now I'll come back to it then I then we have the experience at the uh tunnel when this kid completely out of nowhere says, Hey, you know, I'm your sister's boyfriend. Would you like to meet her? And we met. And, uh, that was, as I said, 1988. And, uh, we've, uh, been on pretty close and I would say increasingly close terms over time. Uh, wow. That's so, amazing, man. So, so what this, of course, crazy story, it is a crazy story and it's, it's, it's really kind of a sad story. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to why it's sad later. Uh, it's, you know, we all benefit from people in our lives and I don't think anyone benefits from any relationship more than brothers benefit from relationships with sisters because you that, John? Young, huh, well, young men are not the most evolved form of life that <laughs> has ever lived. Definitely. And in my experience, women, certainly my sister's. Are, 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 it's true of them, uh, are, are inherently more civilized, and and they have a brand of civilization that when they can, when they are in a situation with, with, with males that are close to them, they impart that civilization. And I think I might have benefited from that, mm-hmm. particularly wow. on the part of my older sister, Bonnie, mm-hmm. whom I still had yet to meet. So I went back to Clarence and I, I, I now I engaged him with proof of concept and said, obviously, you you know that I am serious when I tell you that I'm going to go find her. I said, I know that Bonnie lives in Boston. I think at the time she was working for the Red Cross, as a matter of fact. Wow. And I said, if you are concerned about Bonnie it might be in your best interest to contact her and uh, let her know that I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, he was putting me off. uh, And I'm like, you know, Clarence, not for nothing. I said, but if I ever see you again, I'm going to kick your ass (laughs) just just so that you know. And of course, when I told Melanie that she said, you threatened dad. I said, Yeah. yeah, I did. She said, No one threatens dad. I said, yes, until today. (laughs) It sounds like he deserved it. I I also told him that I was going to hire a private investigator to uh, aid me in that thing. And it was a complete bluff, but (sighs) bluffing works sometimes. You're going out hiring private eyes. Yeah, it's I, 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 I think do. I was making like $8 an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the PIs that you can get for eight an hour are really shockingly uninspiring. Yeah. Well, you know, you start somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, I got onto a bus. I went to Boston, stayed with a friend in Waltham for a while.
0: Oh, boy. And,
1: and uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's not the worst place I've ever been. No. Not the best. No. But uh, I I called around, did what I could. Didn't quite connect with her, um, but some later research did yield a phone number, and I and I called Bonnie, wow. and I and I remember getting her on the phone and and explaining the situation. I think I said words to the effect of, uh, "I said, listen, you and I have the same father, and I thought you might want to know that you had a brother." And I think Bonnie's reaction to that was something along the lines of, uh, "And what do you want me to do about that?" <laughs> to which I said, uh, "Listen, I completely understand where you're coming from, uh, and I and I'm sorry to intrude." And that was really the end of that conversation. Wow! And it, I don't believe it was it was until another ten years passed, when Clarence died in 1996, maybe. Wow! That, uh, given that circumstance, there an opportunity for us to talk. Came about, and she was really apologetic about her uh, reaction to the news of my existence. Mm-hmm. And I tried to tell her. I said, "You know, if Clarence was the standard of your relationship with your male with your male relatives, I certainly could understand your not wishing to, uh, you know, add on." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, to the, you know, but but since then. Bonnie and I have uh, been on extraordinarily good terms. Uh,
0: I was amazing. a day late.
1: I was a day late uh, this year in wishing her a happy birthday or birthdays on January 28th. I didn't get around to it on the 29th, but she understood.
0: That's okay. <laughs> That's How many nice. siblings are
1: there total? Uh, I have a total of four siblings, but of the five of us, no two of us have the same two parents. Wow, Bonnie, Bonnie that makes for an interesting holiday season. It, it's <laughs> peculiar, and you know, it's like it is a difficult terrain to navigate from the standpoint of trying to meld these 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 disparate groups. And I really do not make any effort to do that. Um, the siblings that we were talking about, my sister Bonnie is the eldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am next. Then it is my, my brother, Todd. My brother, Todd is my stepfather, Herb's son. Uh, Herb was married to my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb and my mom uh, parented my sister, Amy. But wait, I've forgotten about Melanie. Melanie is just, is Melanie is just younger than Todd. And then there's Amy and I I hope I haven't left any of them out. Wow. So (laughs) So yeah, no two of us have the same parents.
0: So when your dad passed, was that an opportunity to all get together or no? Well,
1: it was an opportunity for um, my sisters and me to, you know, talk. I didn't really play a role in his final disposition. Uh, Mm -hmm. Funny thing that I learned, though, about Uh, couples as a result of my biological father dying was I came home. I was still living at home at that time. Or maybe that's not true. Maybe I was just visiting. But at any rate, I walked in and I said, hey, mom, you won't believe who I, I, I heard just died. And she said, who just died? And I said, Clarence Rock. And my mother, who had not seen or spoken to this man in 30 years, and I can only imagine it had been acrimonious up to that point. She really was very upset by this, which really took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. What did he die of? What happened? Where is he? When is the funeral? What are you wearing to the funeral? And I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> what? this was really a friend of yours. <laughs> uh, a really which, close friend. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, uh, it, I, it, know. I, I, I didn't know how to join her in this. And I just kind of walked away from it, and yeah. uh, you know, my sisters did not need my help uh, settling his affairs, which is good. I would have helped them. Right. I don't think I would have any taken any step to help him necessarily. No. Yeah. But no, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a, a peculiar situation. Wow. Um, and I, and I do think that at times it causes a little bit of tension on the part of my sister Amy, my youngest sister. Um, because she you know every girl wants a sister, yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that for them, do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Just and connect them exactly, yeah. and you know i i, I it would be it, it would be they live in the same city, it would be great if they were uh closer, but I don't mm-hmm. feel that there's much I can do about that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so
0: where as you look back at that whole experience, I mean you were raised knowing that herb was not your biological father i'm assuming i did um and yet you had no relationship or didn't really know your father yet you you know you would hear him on the radio which must have been a kind of a messed up thing for your brain
1: hmm. particularly since as much as anything else he sounded to me like thurston howell the third from gilligan's <laughs> island no, and not I, the image of your father and no and i and and i remember on <laughs> where one was of he our- from he was from harlem he was from harlem he was from harlem new york he's a he's a a a black man much as myself Uh and i remember saying to him on one of our very few we were we were near um grand central station we're walking south uh along and when we got to 46th street as though like something triggered in his brain he said to me Well, I believe we've descended far enough into the bowels of the city. Let's turn at this point (laughs) to which I said to him, in what part of Harlem does one come by that accent? (laughs) And his answer was, he said, one does not come by this accent in Harlem. Okay. (laughs) So he was fancy. He was, well, you know, he lived in Southampton and had a, uh, he had a, a place in the, in the West fifties. So he was doing better than I was. God yeah. bless
0: him. Well, <laughs> hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: so, you know, just to kind of wrap this story up, cause I know you got 20 more in your pocket. <laughs> um, what, what, if you had to summarize it, it was it your own fortitude. Or did you learn anything or did it make you a better person? What did you learn from this whole process of having this guy, You know, hovering in the background, maybe, you know, kind of like not engaging with you from a a love standpoint and a parenting standpoint. I know you had love from your mom and your stepdad, but um, that must have left a bit of a hole. Can you comment on that at all?
1: It did. It it left it. Uh, one of the more awkward things that one can experience as a child, and I'm speaking from only my experience is living in a household in which you are the only person who has your last name, because it becomes an extraordinarily Uh, uncomfortable mm. thing to try and explain to people. Um, And, you know, people wanting to call my mother, Mrs. Rock, and she was never Mrs. Rock. Um, But much though his lack of parental interest was, you know, problematic for me, problematic for my sisters, very much hurt by this, as if I were, you know, when I'm honest about it, as was I. But the, the really sad thing is I think that Clarence really denied himself of an opportunity. My sisters are wonderful women, and I can be a dutiful son with, with any input because he wasn't, he died alone. And he, I don't think he was found for days. Oh Oh, God! God. Whereas my sisters and I, um, we've traveled together. We spend time together. Uh, I feel really fortunate to have them. And I suppose if I had to ultimately be, um, grateful to Clarence rock for anything, I would be grateful maybe that he stayed away, but be that he fathered really great women that I get to call my
0: sisters. What a, what a great way to look at it. That's very cool, man. All right. uh, We are running out of time, so I am going to call it on this one, but Kevin, we'd love to have you back for more stories in the future, if you don't mind. Yes, for sure. (laughs) I know where you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. So that's it. We'd like to thank everybody for listening and especially want to thank the famous Kevin Rock for sharing his personal detail with us. We hope Kevin's story has inspired you to reminisce about your own family stories uh, if you have some time, please give us a review at ProbablySpeaking.com to let us know what you think. Be sure to subscribe and listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.